ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. Welcome into the Monday. Very, very exciting Monday. April 20th edition. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program anytime by calling the Miller Lite phone lines, 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. Miller Lite holds true. Great taste. Only, and I mean this, only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. Coming up today on the program, Tim Stevens from the Herald-Dispatch is going to be my guest. Looking forward to talking to him as Marshall University has got themselves another local basketball standout. C.J. Meredith said that he's going to play for the Thundering Herd. So, of course, everyone has a global press conference on Twitter and that is where it was announced. So we'll talk to Tim Stevens, who was covering this story alongside of Grant Trailer. So those two covering the story yesterday. Tim's going to be on the program here in the next few minutes. We'll talk to him. And as I mentioned, we'll get your phone calls. Also, social media, great place to catch me today, at Paul Swan on Twitter. That is a great place to catch me anytime, no matter what the hour. I can't guarantee you I'm going to be up to see your comment, but I will see it eventually especially today, around this time. So if you've got something to say, loving, love to hear from you on that. So um, I guess where do we begin today? Because, again, I think we are in that strange place where we're trying to all stay together. We're all trying to talk about sports. We don't have much to get into other than we've got the NFL draft. That's coming up here later this week. I'm looking forward to that. Sunday nights, I now have something to focus on because yesterday – was The Last Dance, Parts 1 and 2. This is the documentary, 10-part documentary that was scheduled to debut later this year. ESPN got it ready now. They're still working on the final couple of episodes. This is going to air over the next few weeks in two parts per Sunday. So you got Episode 1 and 2, or Part 1 and 2, however they're going to do it. You got that last night. And if you haven't seen it, go back, catch it. I know ESPN will show it again. They'll have it somewhere on the schedule. You can also go and listen to it, watch it. I'm sorry, just watch it. You can listen to it. You can watch it on the app, however you want to digest it. But I was worried for a second. I thought, okay, this can't be. This has been hyped pretty well. This can't be everything that it's supposed to be. Oh, but it is. It's probably one of the best documentaries I've sat through in a long time. Now, I will revisit this later on in life because, after all, right now we're starved for new, fresh content. We are just hungry for it. And I think this hit all the beats. I didn't feel it was overly political or anything like that. I didn't feel that there was a message, an agenda. I didn't feel like it was stretched out. I feel like we've got a lot of material to go for. And the way that they did the time jumps was good. We got a lot of good, fresh interviews. We've got some good archive footage. We got everything that I think we should have got. And they packaged it well. I didn't find myself at all looking at my watch going, okay, when's this thing over? I did look at the clock, though, and go, wow. Because I was so engaged with it, 
Michael Jordan is one of the greatest athletes of our time and of all time. And it's not just his physical ability. It's his drive, his dedication, his commitment, his tenacity, his will. Everything that makes a great athlete great, Michael Jordan's the complete package. Now, he's not a perfect human being by any stretch of the imagination. No one is. But from a pure sports sense, he's the guy because he battled. You feel for him. He earned everything. It wasn't handed to him. He also learned under some of the greats. I mean, Phil Jackson was probably not the best coach he ever worked with because Bobby Knight was in his uh, life a little bit. And, of course, Dean Smith, he was at North Carolina. And for a lot of you, you've seen the highlights, and that's it. You've just seen the highlights. A lot of us, thankfully, we've lived it. We got to watch it firsthand. Now, I was always a Lakers fan, but it wasn't wrong to hate the Bulls. Unless you're a Pistons fan, maybe you're a Knicks fan, a couple other teams. Michael was a competitor. He was an apex predator. He would dominate. If we put him in today's league, the way today's league is being played, I think his willpower alone would just dominate. But at the same time, he, of course, would have to adjust because it's ticky-tacky today in the NBA. It's not as physical. It's very ticky-tacky. I think we can all agree on that. I really don't want to spoil too much about this. I did enjoy it, though. And the thing I took away from it was Jerry Krause is the villain. He's not a bad person. He's just the villain. Scottie Pippen, way, way underpaid, way underrated. Because really, you revisit that season, and it feels like each episode is like a chapter of that season, like a month. And you see when Pippen's not on the court that the Bulls missed something, that they desperately needed him. But you saw Jordan... It was basically at one point when Jordan got him into the playoffs that second season, he had the foot injury and he was being restricted and he still got him in the playoffs. And, of course, the Bulls had to face the Celtics. And the Celtics, I mean, they were one of the best teams of all time as an organization. And you saw Jordan just go one against the team. It was, at one point, Michael Jordan versus the Celtics. And they almost won. That series, a couple of games, the first two, I mean, Jordan just was dominant. They had no answer for him. So once the Bulls started to build weapons around Jordan, I think that's when the championship run began. And you got to give Jerry Krause all that credit, a lot of credit, because he brought in Phil Jackson as an assistant, which led to Phil being the head coach. You go after a guy like Scottie Pippen, who... Really, I have more respect for Scottie Pippen now than maybe I did even then because he was always the number two guy. But anywhere else in the NBA, he probably could have been a number one guy. Honestly, Pippen, Jordan, and then later on you add Dennis Rodman to that mix. And as nutty as he is, he could give the ball up. He didn't need the ball. He went and got the ball and then he gave it to his guys, but he didn't need the ball. His job was to make sure the other guy didn't score and to get the ball back. 
great documentary. I, I really, I mean, maybe I'm overexcited for it just because of the fact that it was fresh, new, and, and honestly, I think it's a true total package of what that journey was like for the Bulls. It wasn't just the Michael Jordan show, and you see that at the same time. This isn't just about, oh, hey, Michael's great. There's really a lot of in-depth discovery here because this is footage we haven't seen in a long time. Not many people have seen this footage. And guess what? The NBA, very smart. In hindsight, they have film crews this final season following them around. And now everybody's agreed we can look at this stuff. It's really fascinating. All right, we're going to turn our attention to Tim Stevens. We go from Michael Jordan to Tim Stevens. How about that? So Tim's going to come up when we come back from break, and we're going to talk a little bit about Marshall basketball and, of course, C.J. Meredith. We're just getting started here on today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. All right, I'm ready to go. I'm in a better place now because I got Tim Stevens joining me on the program. Of course, Tim, the longtime sports writer for the Herald Dispatch with us now on the program. I don't want to say how long just because, Tim, you know, you're, I mean, we're, we're talking a ways back. Uh, I came with the building. Yeah, that was. Uh... <laughs> are you talking about the field house or are you talking about Jones C. Edwards Stadium? Which building did you come with? <laughs> oh, easily, easily past the field house. Uh, it's actually been 39 years, believe it or not. So uh, I've been at it, been at it a long time and had a lot of fun, a lot of fun doing it. Wow. 39 years? Really? 39 years, yeah. It's, it's hard to believe. I'm only 42, right? Yeah, so, that's amazing, yeah. yeah. I mean, you're younger than I am, and you've been at the Herald-Dispatch, um, you know, 39 years. Um, what would that make me? Let's see. You started the Herald-Dispatch. I was probably, if you you were there 39 years. Um, okay, well, I was um, I was past um, I was past 10, I think, so uh, we'll go with that. We'll go maybe. at least my double bit. Maybe, maybe. Let's see. I'm 48, so you're you're 30. You were there 30. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I'm 50. I'm 56, but I started. You know, when I was you know, a teenager, I was a freshman in college when I started there. So, so you know, it's it's been it's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> and Chuck Landon's still older than you, right? Yeah. Oh gosh, Chuck's he's older than everybody. You know, <laughs> I saw him in a video where he's talking about he has now become the dean of sports writers <laughs> because yeah. of his advanced age. I guess what what the deal? Well, you know, when you're 92, it's you know, it's, odds are you're going to be uh, going to be one of the oldest. So you said that, uh, not me. By the way, you said that, <laughs> not me. Uh, Chuck would be disappointed if I didn't pick on him a little bit. We had a lot of fun together. So we were in the office the other day. A rare occasion that we. We're in the office. And, uh, Six feet apart, I hope, right? <laughs> What's that? Six feet apart, right? No, absolutely. Uh, we do. We do that with Chuck anyway. So. Oh, fair enough. Fair, fair <laughs> enough. I think a lot of people would probably like to be six feet away from Chuck. <laughs> probably so, but he is my pal. So. Okay, would he be proud of that jab? I mean, is that? Oh, absolutely. Good. Absolutely. He'd be disappointed if I didn't, and he'd have one to get right back. <laughs> <laughs> That's what makes it fun, though, it does. So, uh, along the same lines, I hear Taylor Stuck has replaced me as your new favorite 
favorite HD guest on your show. Well, that was until this appearance, because now you've moved back up. <laughs> oh, have I? I've reclaimed the top spot. Yeah, All you've right. reclaimed the spot. I mean, it's it's base, it's performance based. It's a weekly. It's it's scaled. It moves up and down. I mean, it's not a static <laughs> ranking. It it can fluctuate. <laughs> well, I couldn't complain about it. Taylor is great, so you know she's super. But, but I'm glad to hear I'm back on the uh, on the top of the mountain again. Yeah, until she comes back on, then she gets the spot back. I mean, basically. I don't know. It's like it's like the TV title in professional wrestling. You know, you got to be on on you to defend it. So, I see. Some, I like that. That's that's a good uh, that's a good visual there. Good image. Yeah, like. it's something like that. I mean, but she could never be like you're. See, you're like the Tully Blanchard of the Herald Dispatch. <laughs> thank you. I think. Yeah, that's good. No, that's I like good. Tully Blanchard. He was uh, he was one of my favorites as a child watching yeah, wrestling. He was. He was really good. He was really good. That's right. So who would who would Taylor be? Um, that's a good question. That's oh. a good question. I, I maybe I need to talk to her a little bit. I don't want to throw a name out there without um, some more research on that. I, I don't you're, know who would you're be a the wise man. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who the Ric Flair would be of that group though over there. I really don't want to put oh. that label on any of of those guys. Oh, that's a, that's a tough one to earn there. You know. Y- yeah. Is. So uh, I don't know. Would Landon be the J.J. Dillon of the group? That I could see. I could most definitely see that. Okay. Yeah, that's a good fit. That's a very good fit for him. Okay. Uh, I like that. Um, so we'll put him. Yeah. So, okay. We've got two of this so far. We've got two of this. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Maybe Grant is, uh, I don't know, George Animal Steel, maybe. Ooh. Ooh. I like it. I like yeah. it. We, Grant is George Animal Steel. I like where this is going. You know, this isn't even the reason I brought you on, but I like this discussion almost better than where we're going. <laughs> We do have fun when we're together, don't we? Yeah. You and I go, and I go way back, too, and we've always had a good time. So, I'm, just, I'm just trying to figure out what wrestler I would be in this in this pantheon. Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, that's a good uh, question. Iron Sheik, maybe? I don't um, know. I don't know. The Sheik lost the Hulk Hogan. I don't know if I want that. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. That's good. You don't, you don't want that. Yeah, so. and uh, I don't. You know, I can't live up to the the mantle of Dusty Rhodes, so I can't be that. <laughs> well, Sergeant Slaughter, maybe. Um, yeah, but he turned he turned his back on the country. Remember? Yeah. Oh, you're right. So now we can't do that. Can't do I'm that. About that. I mean, and yeah. I have I don't have an I'm not bald enough to be Stone Cold Steve Austin. I have plenty of hair. As with this <laughs> pandemic has uh, has shown, I still have plenty of hair to grow. Uh, there, yeah, I have pandemic hair. I really do. I have hockey hair, I think, is what i got right now. Hockey hair, yeah. Headed toward Cousin It. <laughs> Just about. Give me a few weeks. It might get there. So um, I might have to take matters into my own hands here real soon. You'll... Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Oh, that, could be, that could be interesting. Yeah. That's, Good that's... thing this is radio, huh? Yeah, thank goodness. Yeah, thank goodness. I don't have to worry. See, that's the thing. Guys like Morehouse and, uh, and Mark Martin, you know, they got to have the good hair every day. I don't have to worry about that. That's right. You and I, you know, we can we can get by with that. Although my picture in the newspaper is a terrible one, so you know. But this is the same paper that ran my picture from when I was eighteen years old for like ten years. So you know, <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah, they don't update <laughs> the headshots very often. I've noticed. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, once every thirty years or so. Whether you need it or not. Uh, good. Tim Stevens is with us from the Herald Dispatch, and uh, I'm all set, ready to go here because we've actually got sports to talk about, and believe it or not. 
you and Grant, you've been churning out stories on a normal pace. It's almost as if you guys haven't missed a step. Uh, it's it's challenging, but it's been fun, and I appreciate you saying that and noticing it. Uh, because we've we've had to scrap and scramble for stories, but we've been able to come up with a lot of stories that that we wouldn't normally probably have had, or you know they would have been briefs or a one line in a column, and now you we get to flush those out a little bit and make them into. Uh, into legitimate stories, and they've been really interesting and a lot of fun, but fun, uh, fun stories to write. So, uh, from that aspect of it, it's been fun. It, re- it really has. Uh, I've talked to so many kids and got interesting stories out of them that we never you know, would have had before, and, and it's been a lot, of, a lot of fun sharing that with the public. Yeah, I've had to struggle as well. You guys, of course, though, you have the luxury of just being able to call up a guy or uh, a lady call up a student athlete, call up anybody, and you can focus on maybe one thing, and mm-hmm. that's your story. And how how long do you think that takes an interview? Maybe 10 minutes, 15? You tell me. Um, yeah, exactly. I was going to say between 10 and 15 minutes usually. Every now and then you get a longer Most of them are in 10, 15-minute range. And so you're basically nailing everything you need. You're You're drilling it down. You're done. I got to go like another 40, 45 minutes. <laughs> oh, I don't know how you guys do it. I hosted Tom's radio show once, and that was unbelievably a bear. I, I don't know how in the world you guys do it. I admire you for, for being able to fill as much time as, as you do with quality with quality stuff, too. You're not just flinging it out there, you know. So, Some days. You know, my hats are off to you. Some days it's, full, it's been flung. Some days. <laughs> there are a couple of days, days where, all you can do is fling it. Though. Yeah, there are a couple of days where it's been flung, but uh I think yeah, we're picking up, we're getting our stride again, just doing fun interviews. And really I think what's fun here is I get to spend maybe 15-20 minutes with you. We're not just doing a, a quick hit to talk about CJ Meredith. We can actually just have some fun talk because really right now what's going on? Well, today we can talk about CJ Meredith, but on most days, we're all in the same boat, so this has been really fun. But get back to that. You and Grant, of course, working on the story, and we find out that C.J. Meredith is going to play at Marshall University. And you know, For maybe the uninitiated, tell us a little bit about this young man. That's a really good get for Marshall as a walk-on. You know, C.J., he's a six foot six, uh, uh shooting guard. You know, he used to be a 6'6 six, six in high school around here. He were a center. He's a 6'6". Six, six, shooting guard, second in the state in scoring each of the last two years, Mountain State Athletic Conference Player of the Year. He's been the Herald-Dispatch Tri-State Area Player of the Year the last two seasons, and that's, that's even harder to make than the All-State team in a lot of regards. Uh, he's averaged 26 points a game each of the last two years, 14 points a game as a sophomore. Really fun player to watch. Uh, does so many things well. He handles the ball. He can, he plays solid defense. He can rebound. Yeah, six six. He can rebound. Good jumper, yeah, and a really good shooter. Uh, you know, he's the kind of kid that you think you know, take as a walk on, and he might wind up as somebody like Austin Loop was. Uh, you know, I could see CJ uh, becoming that kind of a player. So that's a that's a really good get. He had a, a lot of Division two interest, uh, and you think ah, Division two, but the better Division two players could easily play Division one basketball and play it well so so i'm i'm really uh, i'm really happy for cj good quality kid you know great kid who's, who's going to help the program academically uh from a personal standpoint and on the court 
Do you think where Danny's at right now with Marshall and the whole hierarchy of Power Five, Group of Five, Dan can take a, a fly on a kid like this who could turn out to be a real good get, a real sleeper, instead of trying to find that home run. At the same time, he's a local kid, and Dan's starting to really attract more of the local kids to come to Marshall, or at least look at Marshall as an option. Sure, and, and that's a good one to do it. But Daddy's a local kid makes that even more special. You know, if, if he plays at you know Cleveland, Glenville, or someplace like that, then yeah, maybe you don't take a chance on him. Uh, that he is local, he's always wanted to play for Marshall, a West Virginia boy, and he is as talented as he is. I'm sure. You know, take a flyer on the kid and see what happens. You know, Luke was just from from down the road here in Sahota County, and you, you see how he turned out. So there's there's really no downside to it. And he's going to make you better in practice, if nothing else. But I really think he has the skills to maybe contribute somewhere. You know, probably not as much as a freshman, but somewhere down the line. Tim Stevens is joining us from the Herald-Dispatch and C.J. Meredith announcing that he's going to play at Marshall. And of course, he goes on Twitter to make that announcement, as all kids do these days. So, you know, no formal press release, nothing like that. Just throws it out on social media, and here we go. We're talking about it. Uh, how do you think things have changed? Uh, in your day, Twitter wasn't a thing. There wasn't Facebook. Uh, I don't even think MySpace was a thing right now. So, uh in a way, this has kind of made your job easier. In the same time, it's kind of made your job harder because everybody knows it at the same time. Yeah, that's exactly right. We we get a lot more of them, but you don't get a scoop anymore because it's already out there on Twitter and everybody sees it. Uh, so it's my job and Grant's job then to to fluff that out, is to you know interview the player and give background and context to, to who this player is. And when when we write these stories, we try to uh, you know, put in the, the personal angle more of yeah, yeah anybody can look up his stats on Max Prep, you know, and anybody can read his tweets. I'm happy to commit to wherever. Uh, but what we try to do is is give you some background on the kid. What you like to do off the court? You know, does he have any any hobbies? What's interesting about him? Uh, I interviewed Lexi Arden last month, a great girls basketball player from Ironton. And I always make it a point to ask, hey, is there anything interesting about you? You know, you're related to somebody famous, you can juggle, you had heart surgery when you were two, whatever. And, and it turned out that Lexi is a, a distant relative of William Shakespeare. So, you know, that's going to make the story. You know, you, you, and I love to tell stories like that about people. So, yeah, it's, it's out there on Twitter, but, you know, we can, we can add some depth to it. And that's the fun part of writing these stories anyway. You know, it's easy to... Uh, right that you know so and so scored 22 points a game and nine rebounds and that kind of stuff that's that's routine and it's got to be in the story but the fun part is telling you know, the history of these players and about who they really are off the court do you think with where you're located at where we're located at that you had that opportunity more so if you were working somewhere else a different market a different state even because how many times would you see a high school prep story maybe make front page of the local newspaper, maybe a, a community newspaper, but you get higher and higher in market size and you don't see that as much. You guys have really got really, I think, a great opportunity here because outside of Marshall, it's high school sports in this area. I mean, that's it, Marshall, high school sports. 
It is, and that's one of the fun parts about working this job in this market. You know, if C.J. Meredith is in Cincinnati and he's going to walk on it, uh, at UC, it's it's one line in somebody's column. Here, it's a story. You know, you're in a big market. Uh, let's, let's stick with Cincinnati and the, the Inquirer. If you're a high school player, unless unless you're signing with Ohio State, then you're not going to get a whole lot of ink. Uh, and not to say that the Inquirer doesn't do a good job. It's just a major league city with you know pro- professional teams and major college teams and stuff. So high schools are a lot further down the line. Here with us, you know, high school are right behind Marshall. You're right, uh, and there's a lot of interest. Now, I like how the you know a, a person from Chesapeake will be interested in what a kid from Midland did, or you know something something along those lines. Uh, it's, a, it's a really nice community here. I get comments uh, all the time. Oh yeah, I read that story about the kid from Ashland. And, you know, it'll be somebody from Wayne who, who read that. You know, it's. Uh, that makes it a lot of fun, and really, these kids, their stories are so much fun to tell. Um, yeah, there's a story I have coming up on a on a young lady from Chesapeake. It'll be uh, in Wednesday's paper. It's just it'll just blow it'll blow you away if you read that. And so I don't want to scoop myself here, but but look for that one when you uh, when you get up Wednesday morning to paper. Oh no, you can scoop yourself. Go right ahead. <laughs> I mean, you can drop it all right here. That's fine. Just you and me. Just, just you and me. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, it's just uh, her name is Wednesday. Okay, you got that, right? Wednesday, <laughs> Wednesday. Everybody tune in to hear Wednesday for me to tell you what you missed in the Herald-Dispatch on Wednesday. I'll do that for you. Hey, I appreciate that. You're a good man. You're a good man. She's a, she's a good kid. You might want to want to talk to her sometime. Okay. Well, I'll put Bill Cornwell to work. He hasn't done much for me today, so I'll put him to work for me. Make that happen. <laughs> You get any work out of Walsh? Um, I haven't got work out of Walsh since the pandemic began. <laughs> I mean, granted, I don't pay him anything, so I'm getting for what I pay for. You're getting your money's worth, then. I see. I my old buddy, too. So. Yeah, well, I pay him differently when we were out at the Union Pub and Grill on Mondays. I pay him differently. Than, um, I understand. Yeah, I, understand. I can't pay him that way now. <laughs> Uh, yeah, one of these days that'll that'll bounce back, and you know, I'm, I'm sure he'll collect on that. I can't backdate those either. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I can backdate that. You know what I miss though about Walsh is the fact that I could just sit down and go, okay, no matter what is going on today, I can just point and Walsh will go, and then I can turn him <laughs> off and go to the next subject, and then point at Walsh, and he'll go. I mean, I really didn't yeah. have to do much work on Mondays. Now I actually have to put some work into this. <laughs> Dave's a wealth of knowledge, I'll tell you what. And yep, you're right. You're right. He can uh, he can put it out there. He's fun to listen to. He's a character now, I'll tell you. He's, he's a very, very dear friend. He and Marianne have known for many years. I hope this pandemic ends soon so we can get him back in the saddle. Tim Stevens is joining us from the Herald-Dispatch, and of course we're talking about Spring Valley High School basketball player C.J. Meredith saying that he's going to play at Marshall University. Of course, Tim's been covering the beat for Marshall in high school for a long time to the point where I'm waiting for Tim's book to come out, whatever it's going to be titled. It should be about Pennington and Moss. I think that would be a bestseller, or at least it'd be a bestseller here, Tim. I'm just waiting for that (laughs) memoir, that book. Where's it at? Well, you know, the anticipation, the build-up to it, 
you know, is just just pumping it up more. It'll make it make it more valuable when it when it really does hit, right? Have you ever thought about that though? Maybe sit down and write about your um, your time covering Marshall during that era, that golden age of Marshall football. Yeah, my wife tells me I should, but I, I, I think you know, who would want to read what I took down? <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's about those guys. You know, I kid people that I'm the winningest beat writer in the history of Marshall football. It had, had nothing to do with Pennington and Moss and Pruitt and Leftwich and all those guys. It was all me. But you know, I was I'm kidding in that in that regard. But but oh, if I could if I could tell all the things that that went on during those times. Uh, that would be a fun book, I must say. That would be a lot of fun to write. See, you've got some free time on your hands with this pandemic, right? you got a few hours a day. Sort of. I, I tell you, we're, we're scrambling around to fill the paper, so I don't know about, if I have much time or not right now. It's, uh, it makes for some interesting days. <laughs> How does that work? What's the workflow like? Are you working mostly from home? Are you still going in the office? How are you doing your job? Yeah, we are. We're working from home. You know, you get the laptop, and and they've set it up, of course, where we can you know, write our stories in the system and all that kind of stuff. Um, go into the office. It's funny. I went in yesterday briefly just to grab a couple of things that I needed for later, and Grant was in there. So we haven't seen each other for a month, and then we wind up wind up both in the office for ten minutes uh, a piece. So. Uh, yeah, we're working from home, a lot of phone calls, and, you know, kind of what you do, everything has to be by phone, and, and, and working it that way, um, it's tough. I'd rather be out covering a ball game, you know, softball, baseball, track this time of year than than just at home scrapping for stories. But, again, like I said earlier, we've come across some really interesting stories, and, and of course, the pandemic itself makes for, for some news. Uh, so we just, we just kind of do it from home, and, and uh, yeah, we have an app where we check in with, with one another, you know, in the newsroom all the time and that kind of thing. So so we're all in communication. We're just not seeing each other's um, happy, smiling faces in the newsroom like we usually do. Tim Stevens joining us from the Herald-Dispatch. Um, good, to, good to know that things are going well for you and that the you guys are keeping the paper going because I know it's got to be a struggle, not just because the fact that you guys aren't capable of writing. It's the fact that you got to go find something to write about. And I know that's been difficult. Trust me, every day I have to sit here and think, how am I going to do this again? Because when you look at ESPN, viewership's down. I mean, if it wasn't for the Michael Jordan documentary right now, we probably wouldn't have anything new to watch. <laughs> right, right. We were kidding around when this pandemic came out. It's going to be like the the first year of ESPN when they were showing the pen relays two weeks after they happened and things like that, you know, high school track meets and such. And it, it might well come to that. Well, the, uh, the Jordan documentary seems to be a winner for them. I think they, they got something there. So, so but you, know, you can only go to that well so often too. It's, well, they're, they've got two episodes from last night, then they've got eight more and they're showing them in two episodes a week on Sunday. So they got four more weeks. They can milk that. Right, and maybe by then this thing will will have passed, and you know we can we can get some sports going. That, that would sure be nice, whether it's you know Major League Baseball playing all the games in Arizona or NFL training camps being able to open soon after that, whatever it happens to be. But it would sure be nice. I know there's not going to be any spring sports now in Kentucky and Ohio since I guess they announced today no uh, no resumption of school in either of those two states. So. 
uh, I expect West Virginia will follow shortly, and uh, I hate it for the the kids. I hate it for the seniors. Uh, you know, their senior year, and for, for all the kids, you only get to experience high school ball a very short time in your life. And wow, this is tough for them. Yeah, that's the thing. And nobody is minimizing their experience because of the pandemic. I'm sure most of those kids understand. Okay, there's a reason for this. And it sucks, but there's a reason for this. But at the same time, you still feel bad for them. Right, right, exactly. They've well, they've handled it beautifully. You know, they're not whining. That's they've handled it really well. They understand the reason behind not getting to to play their senior year and go to prom and, and you know, walk across the graduation stage, all that kind of stuff. But uh, but yeah, you got to feel bad for them. That's that's not something that you get to do except once in your life. Uh, and, you know, from an athletic standpoint. Uh, there must be something with the lands around here because Cabell Midland, Ashland, and Fairland all had a chance to you know, make real noise in the state uh, in their state tournaments, and and this is taken away from them in boys basketball. So, well, I'm just going to declare for- I'm going to declare Ashland the champion. I mean, they're the tri-state. They're the Paul Swan tri-state champion. I'm going to declare that now. You can't argue with that. It's hard to argue with 33 and 0. Yeah, you know? I'm just going to. I don't have a trophy to give them, but I'm just going to declare them the champs. I think you ought to. I would, I would vote for that. And we, we picked our all-area all coach of the year. There are a lot of really good ones. You know, Ryan Davis from Chesapeake and Nathan Speed from Fairland and J.J. Martin from Cabell Midland. And and in all, any other year, they all would have would have fought for that number one spot. But when you're 33-0, and 0, you give it to the guy from Ashland. You know, so I think so. Coach May. I think so. You, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to name him coach of the year, too. I'm actually just going to start my own awards, Tim. You want to help? You know, shotgun that maybe you want to maybe yeah. guide that along a little bit. Give me some tips on that. What that should be. What that should look like. There you go. You, you you're going to tick somebody off no matter what you do. So you know now that's my every day. That. That's my every day, Tim. Every day. <laughs> Somebody's ticked off every day. Whether you're on radio or not. So, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's actually I'm not as giddy about it as Landon is, but at the same time, I know somebody's going to get ticked off. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, because yeah, Chuck smiles. If if you disagree with Chuck, Chuck smiles. He's like, yeah, good. I did my job today. Oh, yeah. He likes it. You know, that's part of what he gets paid for. So, so you know, you're you're a lot nicer guy, more mild-mannered guy. And I know it hurts your feelings if somebody disagrees. But you know, Oh, no, 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 uh, no. Don't go that far, Tim. No. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go that far. <laughs> uh, we do have fun, don't we? We do, sir. Uh, and that, it, it, that's it, just the nature of our business. Like that, though, you know, you're covering two teams. Somebody wins, somebody loses. Somebody's going to leave with a bat, you know, with a in a not so good mood. So that's just just part of the business. Yeah, the I mean, ultimately, at the end of the day, we're still talking about sports, and it's supposed to be fun. And yes, if right. if you root for a different team or you had a bad outcome, well, that's part of sports because as we found out adversity before this pandemic and we're learning now adversity is part of sports and that's what makes sports so great is because it teaches you what to do and how to deal with adversity. That's exactly right. And that's one of the things that, that the athletes who have had their their seasons taken away from them this year, they're going to learn from that. There's There are life lessons in sports and they'll apply those life lessons to this. There are going to be disappointments in life. There are going to be things that are beyond your control. It's how you react to it. And, and all of those are lessons that are taught on the field or the court or in the pool or wherever it happens to be in your individual, you know, in your sports, individual or team sports. Um, uh, and I think that, that 
folks who are, are in athletics understand that. I don't know if they understand it better than anybody else, but they, they surely understand it a great deal because of the competition they've been in. Tim Steven, my guest from the Herald-Dispatch. Tim, good talking to you. We'll do it again real soon. You know what? I'll just um, – every time you write a story, I'll have you come back on in some form, once a week maybe. <laughs> that sounds good. Well, I'll, I'll thoroughly enjoy it. I always uh, enjoy our visits, whether they're on the air or off. And, uh, you know, anytime you need something, you let me know. It's a pleasure. I will. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you. My pleasure. Thank you, Paul. Tim Stevens from the Herald Dispatch. We got more on the way. It's the Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Don't worry. Paul Swan has the wheel on the Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Monday, April 20th edition. The Drive continues on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Appreciate Tim Stevens in the last segment joining me on the program. It's good catching up with him. Tim's been doing it for a long time, and he's had, I think, probably the best seat in the house for so many of Marshall's best moments, especially in the 90s. I hope he writes a book. I genuinely would love to read it. I'm sure there's some stories that only Tim can tell that we haven't heard, and I think he should give himself more credit because people would want to read it. People definitely would want to read it. I want to read it. And so hopefully we could see a Tim Stevens uh, book hit the bookshelf sooner than later. Of course, right now we're all locked up. Most of us are in our homes. Some of you are out working at central businesses. And again, good seeing all of you uh, who are out there. We appreciate uh, all that you're doing. And again, everything that I have talked about before, I'll talk about again. Help those local businesses that are open if you can. If you need goods and services and these goods and services are being taken care of locally, uh, help your local neighbor out. See what you can do. I mean, we all don't have to go to Walmart every time because a lot of you are. I'm just going to say that right now. A lot of you are. I see a lot of you at Walmart. So if you can help out some of the local businesses as well, please do so. And, of course, uh, always go to our website. We've got information there, some of the restaurants that are open right now and serving you. We've got that information on our website at wrvc.com. So great resource, and we're always looking to add more to that. So appreciate everyone who has uh, been helping us with that. With that said, thanks for tuning in to today's show. Now, a couple of things I want to get into. I don't think I have time to get into everything today, so I just want to leave with this one. We've talked about in the past about television rights, where they're going, and the new reality that digital is going to be a big part of it. Television traditionally has been where everything's been. Because, honestly, for a long time, if you weren't on ESPN, you weren't, period. And you've got Fox, their properties. You have, of course, the major networks, CBS. You've got ABC. You've got NBC. In some form or another, they've always been in the college space. But ESPN's a big part of that, and that's where a lot of people go to. And you get the Pac-12. The Pac-12, interesting couple of stories I was reading about the Pac-12. It seems that with their media rights coming back up, and that's another thing that I can't wait to see what happens with Conference USA. But... 
with the Pac-12, when everything goes out to bid, they might actually have a little bit more to work with because we're getting to the point now where tech companies are trying to get into the sports business. And the tech companies that come to mind are Amazon. Already they're in the NFL business a little bit. Apple. Apple's there. Netflix. Facebook. Let's be honest. Facebook right now is in the sports broadcasting business. It's different platform, but they're in the sports broadcasting business because I can get on the app right now. If I don't have it on my phone, I can get the Facebook Watch app depending on what smart TV or smart device I have. Fire Stick, Apple TV, Chromecast, whatever you're using. And you can watch games on Facebook Watch. And a lot of us are doing that already because a lot of Marshall's games are on Facebook Watch because of the media holders, the rights holders. CBS, for example. CBS is putting games on Facebook. It's not the best situation, but you know what? I can get to it. It's free. It's a lot easier than trying to find a game on necessary, you know, like the American Sports Network. I mean, it was it was okay. Uh, BN. BN's a prime example. That's probably the target I should go after, BN. But now you've got the Pac-12, and they could see some of their package go to Apple or Netflix. Could you imagine Apple or Netflix? I could load up Netflix, and there it is. I can watch the Pac-12. Already it's ESPN+. Plus. ESPN+, Plus has trained us. And when we get back to sports, I'm going to renew my subscription, and I'm going to watch more hockey, probably, if they have more of the package. And that's really where I consumed hockey, other than NBC Sports, which has the the rights to a majority of the games. I watch games either on NBC Sports or I watch games on ESPN+. I think we're going to get to that point where we're going to be in that digital world where most of these games, other than maybe the really big heavy hitters, are going to be on the digital platforms. Sure, I'd love to see Marshall games on ESPN, but ESPN's only one linear channel. ESPN2, another linear channel. ESPN News, a linear channel. Okay, so you're running out of spots here. But you get a digital package. You know, the, the downside to that is, if I'm a Marshall fan, I'm going to go find it. If I'm a casual sports fan, is it my fourth, fifth, sixth option? It's not just there. It's not because, oh, hey, that's the game that's on. So many games, the landscape's going to change completely. But at the same time, you're going to see these tech companies jump in here more. And it's going to be a good thing and a bad thing. The good thing is there are going to be more people competing for the sports rights. The bad thing is it's going to splinter. So all of a sudden, okay, I have to have Apple TV. Oh, I have to have Amazon Prime. Oh, okay, I have to have Facebook Watch. Oh, I need Netflix as well. Good stuff. That's going to do it for this edition of the show. Back tomorrow, we'll do it all over again. Thanks for tuning in. Good night, everyone. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.